You were at Stanford Bridge on Saturday. I was at Stanford Bridge on Saturday. Are you in disguise. I, was, <laughs> I, I, that's not on the list. By my, the way, my, my heart rate was true to roof getting off the tube. I have to say, I had a baseball hat on, and I went to the game through a friend of mine. I went in to watch, and I just thought it was a bunch of school kids in a classroom with no teacher. <laughs> you are listening to House of Football, brought to you by Sports Joe and William Hill. Hello, I'm Eric Lawler. Welcome to House of Football with William Hill and Sports Joe. This is our episode eight, which is fantastic. I'm delighted to welcome back to the studio, friend of the show, Irish international, ex-Premier League footballer, and the man who will eventually lead Waterford to an All-Ireland hurling title, the one, the only, Mr. Stephen Hunt. Stephen, you're very welcome back. (laughs) Also joining us today, making his debut on the House of Football podcast, is Sports Joe's finest, Rob... Re- is it Rob or Robbie Redmond? Rob, what would you prefer? I prefer Robbie, but everyone... You prefer Robbie? To, everyone calls me Rob, though. Yeah, so I, I, do you know what? I I'm, I'm going to stick with Robbie because, you know, yeah. Robbie Williams wouldn't sound as glamorous if he was just known as Rob Williams. That's a great He point. sounds like a plumber. You know what I mean? <laughs> when you think of Robbie Williams, you're going, oh, yeah, international entertainer. So I'm going to call you Robbie from now on, Robbie. Yeah. Um, he is the brains and brawn behind this very podcast. So uh, welcome, Robbie, making your House of Football Thanks, debut. Eric. All right. And he's all so, that himself, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm reading Robbie's script here. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, do you let me write my own little bit of script, especially the intro? Um, so listen, lads, we're going to get straight into it. We're going to uh, start off this week's podcast with the good, the bad and the ugly. Uh, a lot of good things happened over the weekend and I'm going to throw out a few examples and then you can come in and tell me what you thought your good highlight was of the weekend for me like there's a few few highlights like you look at the Gundogan's goal for City against uh, Everton outrageous piece of skill Eze's goal for Palace his second goal in particular was outrageous there's a uh, Bielsa. Bielsa football is coming to Uruguay. Now, that just seems like an incredible mix. Uruguay known for many, many years for their dogged, defensive, almost physical assassins <laughs> are now going to be playing this free-flowing, all-attacking football under Bielsa, and I am here to see it. Um, Brighton's performance against Arsenal at the Emirates was, to my mind, probably the finest Premier League performance of the season. I know I watched Lyrical last week saying how impressed I was with Arsenal with their win at Newcastle, but equally, and even more so, Brighton's performance of dismantling Arsenal. And now I know people are saying... Arsenal bottled it, but I just thought Brighton were so good. There was nothing Arsenal could do about it. Um, f- uh, the good, oh yeah, I'm a League of Ireland fan. A lot of people know that, and they say, "Well, why aren't you talking about more League of Ireland?" Well, here's my little League of Ireland piece. I'm a massive League of Ireland fan, and a huge thing happened over the weekend. The newest football club in in the, in, in Irish football, Kerry FC, registered their very first win in the first division this weekend with a win over Athlone Town. So huge congratulations and kudos to Kerry FC, and I hope it's the first of many wins. For the, for the newest club in the League of Ireland. Uh, so there we go, lads. There's my good from the weekend. As I said, my favourite piece is the Kerry win. I'll throw it out to yourself. I'll, I'll go to you, Stephen. Anything good happened to you over the weekend? Or what did you what were you severely impressed with over the weekend? Brighton. Brighton. Just yeah. simply fantastic. Mm. Uh, every pattern of movement, every scenario that Arsenal tried to press them, they just knew where to go, where to squeeze. Right from the goalkeeper, right through to the centre forward, and they were brilliant. Yeah, your man Steele, the goalkeeper, like he's brought in to, like he was a, a backup goalkeeper, like a wasn't he? Player, yeah, like. but he's so good with his feet, and you can see why he's in ahead now of uh, was it Sanchez? Is it? Yeah, Sanchez yeah. is gone. He, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's in ahead of him, and you can see why, and he just to the point where he looks almost arrogant. He's tying with the ball and he's waiting for the Arsenal press. He's waiting and waiting and waiting, and the Arsenal fans were booing him. I noticed, yeah. but. 
it's not he's he's in possession of the ball. What's he supposed to do? Like you know, kick because the Arsenal fans are being him. But as you said, he played around it so beautifully. And even if they don't press him, he keeps coming out with the ball. To yeah, him. and he's that good. He actually can pick off passes. They're, they're, they're being coached magnificently. To be fair, yeah. And this is what they're, they're so different to other Premier League teams. Yeah, like they're bamboozling every team they come up against. The play starts in this yeah. six-yard box. Yeah, if you want to come on to them, and then they just pop it around you. And yeah. I mean, it's no surprise that the the player with the highest amount of touches in the Premier League is is Dunk. He yeah. was dunk and because everything goes through him. I know it starts with steel. Oh, there's a start where they think they can give it to Dunk. Yeah. But, but Dunk has 15, 10, 15 different options. He has a yeah. different scenario for them all. It's and incredible. And they can go from there. So I think you look at Casido. Oh, he's made. He started off at 60 million in yeah. January. He's now, Declan Rice is 120, yeah. apparently. But he's not. But Casido is worth 100 million. His value million. must be going up because he's yeah. shown, uh, you know, he's brilliant in midfield, but he's been playing right full. The last yeah. couple of games, and he looks equally brilliant there oh, as he's well. He's just like a universal footballer, he can do anything. He yeah, play, he's the new Kante, in my opinion. A young Kante, Kante's picking up his injuries after all these, all them kilometers. And even with Tom, I thought it was great that um, Ben White just switched wings and it's like, I'm gonna get a lot of joy here. And he was going at Ben White and going oh. at him the whole match. They're just so good, like going into the game, they're so well prepared, so tactically strong. But just like in-game management as well, like oh. for all the ways that Arsenal to lose, it was just so convincing. Mm. It was just brilliant to watch. And it, it shows that they do, as you say, like their their their, their pre-game tactics. They, they obviously do a lot of analysis on the team that they're playing against. And we 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 just wax lyrical about the fact that they play football through the lines. They patiently wait for the Arsenal press, but also they identified that Matoma had Ben Wy for pace, yeah. and they would hit that long ball. And like, so, so they switch from all the little short knee passing through the long ball. People like to call it agricultural football, but it's effective football. Mm, it's like and a prime every... Stephen Hunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you go to, but where could I play now? Like, yeah. I, mean, oh, I, think, I think maybe left back would be the best uh, yeah. wing back in, yeah, yeah. in them scenarios. But yeah. they do. They, they, if you invite pressure like they do when he stays on the ball and the whole team normally comes together, they will hit that one over the top. And goalkeepers these days are Beckenbauer's of, yeah, of the team yeah. and they're hitting balls. It's really shame for me, sorry, Eric, is that they could miss out on top four over Newcastle. Yeah. Being bought by. Saudis, Saudis yeah. it's like, it's like geez, Brian done everything right yeah and they are, against that scene. I know Liverpool are ahead at the moment but yeah like they, imagine they were in the Champions League they're good enough but at I, the moment. I mean I love them I just, and I think they probably will but I'd love them to get European football Yeah, because you know, have they ever played European football I'm not sure never have, no, I heard so. commentator yeah. they never played it'd be amazing football, and they deserve so. it because you know for me other than City and Arsenal they've been the team of the season you know, they've been absolutely Great brilliant um, just in that game as well there was an incident a couple of incidents at the start of the game where we mentioned Matoma. Matoma was cleaned out by Martinelli and he didn't even get booked. And like, it was a free kick, all right. But the fact that Matoma wasn't even looking at Martinelli, he wasn't braced for the challenge yeah. and he got taken out with the little arm, the little dig into his face. <laughs> and it was a really dangerous, dangerous yeah. challenge. The one, it reminded me back in the, I'm showing my age here, right? Back, wait, and still there on YouTube, back in the 1982 World Cup, Harold Schumacher, the German goalkeeper, <laughs> took out the French centre-forward Patrick Battiston with a horrible challenge and knocked him clean out and he went back and he had to be carried off and, and then Germany with the bad guys they went on to win a penalty but that's neither here nor there but that's what that challenge reminded me of but then five minutes later and Roy Keane commented on it I thought it was very telling that Roy Keane commented on it he said there's Casado being a really good teammate and sticking one on Martinelli after what he did to his mate Matoma yeah. um, and I suppose coming to you Steve <laughs> Is that a thing with, with teams that are tight knit? If you see one of your, say, for want of a better expression, flair players being taken out or bullied, are the hard men in that team going, oh, I've got your back, I'll get him now in a minute? Do you know what? It's rare these days. It's yeah. hard to get someone back 
knowing and you're on a yellow card and the speed of the game. Yeah, and you're VAR as well. And VAR, yeah. there's no hiding place anymore. Yeah. So it's very difficult to get one on when you can get one on. And then obviously, Casado <laughs> has it in him. He's aggressive. He's a yeah. rat. I think actually, <laughs> someone, one of the commentators saying he's ratting around. I went, that's surely not allowed these days. But, <laughs> but obviously, you can. And I'm, I'm going with it now because if he gets away with it on Sky, I can say here. Right? Yeah. Did you have anyone in your team, Stephen, who would be that kind of enforcer guy? Yeah, loads. Yeah. Uh, just waiting for it to happen. Like. Glenn Whelan, I think. Really? Keith Andrews had a little bit of anger issues most of the time. <laughs> he'd like look after you, look over your shoulder. He'd be there for you. Even if you were in the wrong, he'd still be there for you. Actually, we we're going to touch on Glenn later, yeah. I think. But even from that point of view, he was always clever enough when to take a book and when not to take a book and, and look after you. But listen, I think if I get smashed in a game, listen, I was only sent off t- twice in 22 yeah. years. Right, so that's you, because you, you were playing before a bar. <laughs> There's a bit of that too, right? I, I always knew when I was on the edge. I always yeah. knew, right, if I do this, I'm going to get sent off. If I do this, I'm on the line. I always knew when what I'd get away with. Right. Whether by chatting to you the referee. You knew how far to push it. knew how far to push it. Chatting to the referee before the game, having a bit of banter with him. Yeah. Like I've seen, I come out of the Newcastle change rooms and Joy Barton, Kevin Nolan were in the referees. I now mean they were grilling them. Like, and I went, right. I stood in the middle of them, what are you at? Like? What are you doing? Like, just leave him alone. Like. And the people they wanted to kill me both, but I always, I always remember I have Joey wants players off me now, like so it's a, it's a bit different now. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. It is what it is, and yeah. and you you deal with it tactically mm-hmm. by verbally with the manager, or you can have a like good smash of someone knowing that you'll get away with it because yeah. you've seen what the referee has let go. Yeah. You take advantage of that straight away. I thought it was great. I know it's, it should be great interim players. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you went into interim. From a spectator's point of view, you're like, you're watching Arsenal all season and they play on the line like Arteta's yeah. in the mount, mm. mounting off all games in the year, the Lions man. If you're not an Arsenal fan, I think it's, it bothers me a little bit yeah. to watch it. Arsenal do this. is the thing, right, Rob, yeah. Robbie? I, I can call you Robbie now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad. Like, <laughs> Arteta doesn't have that Guardiola smile for me. Guardiola has that killer on the touchline. Sometimes he does the yellow card yeah. and it winds up, but then he smiles. Uh, Arteta hasn't smiled yet. Yes. He's ha- he ha- he just been so intense with it all season. Yeah. He's just getting what he's been given out, really. Yeah. He's been giving it out. I tweeted two months ago, you're just not going to win the league. No. Because nobody likes you. If you smile at the end of the yellow card, you might get away. Oh, I'm joking. Yeah. He had none of that. He was right. wrapped up in his own yeah. intensity of the game, how he is. And yeah. It's come back to bite him now. Even Ferguson had a bit of charm. Like, yeah. Like Fergie, yeah. even Klopp. Yeah, he was like he's a very angry man. Yeah. Most of the time, apart from when they're winning. But I mean, there's no it's manager for smi- better than smiling than Klopp. Yeah, you can smile. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah sure can. Like, but with Arsenal, it's, it's like this: what goes around comes around. Like yeah. if you're gonna have these little, like I've seen him giving out about time wasted. I'm mm-hmm. like, lads, you're time wasting after 20 minutes against Liverpool at Anfield. Yeah. Like, this is and the way it goes. Last week as yeah, well. this is yeah, the way yeah. it goes. You remember? So let alone the referees that have to study him and watch previous games. Yeah. The referees just don't turn up on a Saturday now. They actually watch previous games. Who who is diving? Yeah, who's they're like, doing their analysis now as well. Yeah, yeah they're, they're yeah. as busy as anyone these days. <laughs> they're <laughs> as busy as me, and that takes a lot of going. Like. Um, did that else stand out for you in that game? The Arsenal Brighton. You're saying your Brighton performance was the standout. Arteta, not as vocal, not as he's defeated. Almost defeated, resigned to defeat. Resigned. How can I now prepare myself for the next phase of Arsenal and what way to go with it? And, Listen, he he in his head he's thinking Man City, of course he is, and yeah. what's next for me? Whether it's Real Madrid or he's taking Arsenal to eleven now. I'm you not think sure. That? Yeah, you think he's looking ahead uh, next. Where job? do you go next year? Liverpool look like to be back at it. Mm-hmm. Man United will only get better. Ten Hag's no fool. He knows what he needs to improve. Yeah, the team he's ruthless enough. He's shown already with Ronaldo. Yeah, out you go. We yeah, can Phil improve. Jones. Phil Jones. <laughs> he's finally been released. Yeah, finally. <coughs> See, after twelve years, he's almost like a. 
would you not be embarrassed a little bit having played little games five, six years turning up at a new club and trying to get in the team? I personally wouldn't. I'd be happy to play one game well, for my United, but yeah. you might, Stephen. Actually, <laughs> I say this, I contradict myself. Matt Doherty went to Atletico Madrid, yeah. played 10 minutes, he'll have it on the CV. Yeah, like... Phil Jones, a lot of, by no means Matt Doherty's not Phil Jones. He's only had three, four months, God bless him, to try and get in the team and yeah. he's not played. But I, I would be as a player, yeah. Phil Jones embarrassed where he goes next. Because where does he go next? What club takes him? I do you know what I think? Like I, I was just careful what we say about Phil Jones because he had obviously a lot of those mental health issues and you know mainly through social media and whatever. But I remember when United bought him and he was like he was eighteen or nineteen and he was already capped on a Blackburn and he he looked like a really promising central defender yeah. and. Uh, when we bought him, Ferguson famously said that this kid could be as good as Duncan Edwards. Well, that was the that was the end of him. Probably like, was. Come out yeah, and say that. our best ever player. Yeah. <coughs> you know, so, like, <coughs> listen, we're touching on mental health. We're yeah. talking football here, so mm-hmm. I understand where we're at. But oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's he's had six years of not playing. Yeah. yeah, and we can be mistaken by. I mean, I'll be careful. Of course, we have, and he's a good lad by all accounts. Of course, yeah. yeah. But he's got to turn up now, and I don't know. I don't know from a point of view where he's going to go and play and. Yeah. He'll gain his respect by coming into pre-season, not by the first day, by four weeks down the line, by training hard. Obviously, he's not a bad apple, he's a good pro. Yeah. He'll have to gain his respect that way and then get in the team and play games. Otherwise, he's just... yeah. But He's getting there on a reputation. Originally, he'll yeah. be where to place him and then after that, he'll be so happy to be involved and, and have a chance to play him. Yeah. He'll, probably t- he'll probably think, what have I been doing for five years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, he'll get the hunger and the love back yeah. again for it, yeah. yeah. But to go back to Arsenal and the bad, I think <laughs> they... I just I've been saying it for months, like not that anyone would believe me. I just I never could see them lifting. Yeah. I could never see them winning. I don't even know if it was necessarily a bottle job, but just to, to drop all those points and like you could have, they could have won the Premier League without beating Man City once. And it's it's just too easily kind of written off. Oh well, what do you expect from Man City? Mm-hmm. Like they dropped I think they dropped so many points, twelve points I think they dropped in the last seven games or something yeah, like, like that. It's, it's yeah. mad. Like yeah. and a lot I think a lot of it comes from comes from Arteta maybe. Like he's obviously a really good coach, he's done very well, but I think sometimes he goes in with like a negative mind frame and he's he's in the air and he's mounting off. I don't know what it's like, Stephen. Yeah. I wouldn't want to listen to that. I, I think it, it brings you to a certain level and then you have to have a little bit of Klopp charisma. Yeah. And we, we moaned about Klopp the last time and mm-hmm. his behaviour, but you need to have that smile too. Yeah. To go with it. Pe- you build Pep has the armour down the shoulder. Yeah. And then yeah. You can see the twinkle yeah. in Pep's eye when yeah. he's doing an interview every yeah. now and again. He'll, he'll have a smile. He'll go, you cheeky bugger. Kind <laughs> of thing, but he'll smile at you. Yeah. has been just so serious. Yeah. Because he had to bring... The intensity to That's get Arsenal it. back on track. And he's but so then you mo- got to adopt, your, adopt yourself to yeah. a situation. Like. And he's so emotionally intense. I remember when I really thought, it's not going to happen, not going to win it. They beat Bournemouth in the last minute. Oh, in yeah. March. yeah. And yeah. like the energy, and it was great to watch. Like, And the energy was amazing. But you're like, lads, it's March. It's Bournemouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't play at that level. But even Man United would have one of those games a season yeah. when I was a kid. Like McKay to score, remember? Yeah, against Villa. Or, or Steve Bruce scored. Yeah. 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 Like, you can't be yeah. having those matches in March. Yeah. Like, it's, you don't, yeah, you're, you're almost... You, Robbie, you feel like you're getting a buzz off this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit guitaric. But that's what Arteta yeah. has brought. Yeah. With the March, February, March intensity. Yeah. Brings out, oh, I wouldn't mind if you didn't win it now. Yeah, <laughs> but I think, but I, I think it, you know, in fairness, it, it, to be play devil's advocate, in fairness to Arteta and Arsenal, I think they celebrated that win so much because what they were two goals down at one stage. Yeah, and in they the context of the game, it's because, amazing. Yeah, but because of the beast that is Manchester City in pursuit and their relentless pursuit, like Liverpool found this. Liverpool could have won the league four or five times if City weren't around. Yeah, but because they knew they couldn't even afford to draw a match, never mind win That's every it. match. 
it, I suppose that's what added the field uh, Arsenal celebration yeah, that day and, and got them the three points. The right team. to celebrate. It's just yeah. it was a little bit OTT. Yeah, if you step back yeah. a little bit, you're like, that's, I don't think that's a team that wins the Premier League just because it was too soon. They were on, and like Man City still had to play them. Mm-hmm. So you're like, I don't know. I just felt like it was too much too soon. And Arteta brings that type of energy, I think, from the sidelines. This real, it, it's, it's great, emotional intensity, but, yeah. but at times might fall flat in his yeah, face and maybe yeah. he is thinking of his next job uh, now it's experience as well yeah, of going it. it can't it's not easy like yeah. he has the intensity of me to Monday or Tuesday or Thursday twice a week yeah. asking questions can you do it and it drains you yeah. being week in week out competing at the Premier League level I've never done it but I've done it at the Championship several occasions and yeah. I think myself it's a long season lads try not to yeah. get too excited and, and see if we can and get and does there come a point in your season where like because you got promoted at Red and then like we yeah. have it now we're going to do it like it's no one's gonna stop us. No now. joke. We were celebrating the match because we really? were 15, 20 points clear. We were just on a, a roller coaster of a ride. We were just winning games. We were ro- steam oh, that's the teams. record. Season. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, record. Yeah. Like we, yeah. we shouldn't talk about it. <laughs> you know, Go on, tell us a little yeah, bit more. Steve, we, well. we chatted about it last time. We, we leave it there. Like, we leave it there. But you know, it's a good reference point to the fact yeah. that you said you you were able to switch off come March. Yeah. You said you had your flip flops on already and your sunglasses. Yeah, for the we beaches. were. I think we were twenty points clear. Wow. 20, like Burnley, yeah. yeah. And I really thought our record was gone this year until yeah. Burnley messed up a couple of times. They went to the beach earlier. They went. To the, they <laughs> actually <laughs> went to the beach earlier. <laughs> actually, there's a few teams on the beach at the moment. Will will the ugly bit was. West Ham, yeah, they were terrible on Sunday. I okay. went to watch them live, and they were. Oh, you were at the game, Steve? At the game, right? Against Brentford, Brentford could have had four or five. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, when I got there, they had eight changes for for West Ham, and I thought, okay, good chance for some of the boys, but some of them looked just not played much. You get that, but some of them looked like they're on the beach, right? And is and it because of the, the the change? Is probably because of the semi final second leg on, against AZ, yeah, on yeah, AZ. On Thursday, yeah, yeah, so which would be. Amazing achievement for West Ham if they get there. Their first European final in what sixty-seven years or something like that, yeah, which would yeah. be incredible. Yeah. Um, Robbie, good, good from the weekend. What was your good? Good for me. Or Brighton Bro, again? Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. Bad would have been. It's bad. I thought Leicester's another one that kind of. It's kind of sad to watch. Like yeah, like FA Cup two years ago, missed out on Champions League last day of the season in twenty-one and twenty. And they won the league in 2016. Yeah. And like a few bad transfer windows. It's a mad far from grace, isn't Where's it? Where's Alan calling now? <laughs> Madison. I'll be there, watch them as well. Come on, I can give it to him, like. <laughs> but yeah, that was kind of sad to watch, I suppose. But it also shows the kind of levels that are evolved in top sport. That Steve, you know, like that. If you're just not on it for a couple of months or few bad transfer window or wherever it might so be. You're talking to guys being relegated from the Premier League three times. <laughs> so I know all about it. When you get in that position, yeah, it's hard to get out of it. It's hard to get out of it. Yeah. It's a slog. Nothing goes right for you. You've no pattern to play. You're trying to make things happen. Jamie Vardy, to be fair to him, is running around like a greyhound trying to get after things, but there's no players behind him chasing. Yeah. So you're, well, you're wasting your time, Jamie. Just, mm-hmm. You yeah. might as well just stand still you and start wait looking for, for a kind of like scapegoat, Steve, and like start oh, that manager. And that happens that behind player, the scenes. Like, I, think, yeah. I think actually a lot of the players, including Johnny Evans at halftime, they all looked a bit shocked. Yeah. Like, who's going to go in there and go, who's that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it was that, it was that bad, but everyone's so bad, you can't really say much. Yeah. Everyone's drained. So you're looking for the manager, really. You almost want the manager to come in and hammer you. Yeah. But if you're that bad for a certain period of time, He's doing it every week. Yeah. I'll never forget Steve Koppel come in one time and said nothing. Oh, okay. And put his hands on the table like this and 
just shook his head with disappointment. Oh, that's even worse. <laughs> oh, the sickly feeling in my tummy, like I was yeah. like, that's like, me like that's like when you're a kid and you've you, you, you've done something and your your parents come to you. I'm yeah. not I'm not mad at you. I'm just disappointed. And you feel yeah. terrible. You're like, oh no! Yeah. Well, you give me a smack, man. Yeah. Oh, I'm just disappointed. You yeah, know, you'd rather get out of the way. I, I, yeah. My eight year old would go, oh, okay, no problem. <laughs> my thirteen year old would be devastated. <laughs> yeah. She would be. She'd be like, oh, I'm disappointed. That yeah. <laughs> Just go on, go on, Robbie. The ugly one for me, Eric, would be probably Man United and the mess with the ownership. Yeah. Like, I'm a Man United fan. I've actually hit that for years, but it's obvious from my Twitter account. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Like uh, yourself, Robbie. Um, it is now. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like, um, I love them, obviously, but it's, at the same time, they, they very frustrate me. And I, I've got more on board this season with Ten Hag, but you just know what's coming. Like, I've seen a report there, like, Dean Henderson may come back to Man United or they may send him on loan or they may sell him. I'm like, so you don't actually know what they're going to do with anyone. Yeah. So they're not going to get Kane. They need a midfielder, need a centre half, need a goalkeeper. I think they've got your man Dabit Ray off Brentford. Yeah. So you need like probably five players. Yeah. You just know it's not going to happen. No. And also, as you say, like, I mean, most of the top clubs, the good clubs, the well run clubs, like Brighton, we mentioned. Oh, yeah. Brighton have already made moves. Like, you're in ages, Stephen. You're probably busier now than you're going to be a couple of months. Yeah. Like, teams active. Up. And yeah. yeah. The goalkeeper market is going to be fascinating because yeah. Sanchez is not playing, who's obviously extremely talented. Yeah. Obviously has issues with Brighton not playing, so that'll determine where he goes. He could play for a top four team, no problem at all. But Kelleher. capabilities, Kelleher is going to move. Brett Ray is going to move. There's three straight away. Yeah, yeah. that need goalkeepers. Spurs will need one, mm-hmm. if not two. Yeah, coming up, Burnley are looking to sign. I think Trafford from Bolton, who's at Man City. It was like the bazooner, really. There's a fella called Trafford that used to play for Man City. <laughs> There's a fella called Trafford. He used to play for Man He's City. On loan from Man City to Bolton. Wow. Quite good, actually. And when he gets experience, we'll be calling him Old Trafford. <laughs> uh, he could play at Old Trafford. I think there's a few of him. Like, but he'll, he'll, he might play at Old Trafford next year. Yeah, yeah. Sheffield United. Listen, there's, I, I think by my calculations, there's 10 to 12 clubs in, in the Premier League needing goalkeepers. So if you're not starting planning now, like you're at the back of the mm. queue basically yeah. Yeah. why do you think I was at two or three games at the, weekend, <laughs> like, at the Premier League level and yeah. it's important yeah. that brings us on to Chelsea Eric anyway yeah the um, like Chelsea like the the club it seems like I know the new owners Todd Bowley came on board and invested a hell of a lot of money people would argue that he spent way too much money um, Potter was never in control of the signings he was just shipped in a big van load of players going right make them into a great team which is almost an impossible task for any manager. I don't care how good or bad you are. Um, and now Lampard's in there. And, you know, God bless Frank. Again, I'm sure he's a nice lad. He does come across a decent lad. But it looks like he manage, managing a top team isn't for him. They've only had one win in the eight games that he's it's been, been in charge of. Grim, like. It's been pretty grim. And uh, and now there's already... I see them being linked with... They're planning on making a bid for Osima from Napoli. But, like, they've already struck a deal to bring in your man... Uh, what's his name from Leipzig, the... The striker, and Pep, and or whatever. Listen, he'll correct me, but uh, um, yeah. he looks at a top level striker. But like again, like they've loads of players, they have to ship off loads of players, and yet they're still bringing in more players. Like that's it. What is what what what? How tough will it be, Stephen? Basically, for Pochettino to come into that absolute mess. <laughs> I, I think he'll come in. He's probably already assessing the squad yeah. as he's from behind the scenes, probably doing a lot of work. X, Y, and Z can go. They have to be gone by pre-season, so people now know there's players available. Can they be sold? If not, they're not going to be in my dressing room at the start of the season. Because you can't have 45 players with egos turning up first day of pre-season going, right, show me your body fat. They'll all be yeah. laughing at each other. <laughs> but you won't be here next week. I'll leave it with you, but it looks <laughs> it. So, like, even Mudvick's turned up 
for a hell of a lot of money not being seen. So yeah. I, I was at the game on, on Saturday. It looked like Chelsea were, I said earlier. You were at Stamford Bridge on Saturday? I was at Stamford Bridge on Saturday. Were you in disguise? I was... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I that's not on the list by my, the way. My, yeah, my, my heart rate was through the roof getting off the tube. I have to say, I had a baseball hat on and I went to the game through a friend of mine. I went in to watch and I just thought it was a bunch of school kids in a classroom with no teacher. <laughs> and I, I actually think that was the impression you got. Yeah. That was the impression I got. And I actually think Nottingham Forest weren't too far off the same as well. Really? Okay. They've been thrown together. Yeah. They still don't look like a complete team. I have to say, a bunch of individuals, mm-hmm. but Chelsea looked like a bunch of individuals that didn't really have any responsibility to answer to. I feel sorry for Frank because I think he's he's a young manager, he's a genuine good lad. Yeah, I think he does. He's trying to make, he's been thrown at the deep end. He knew he wasn't going to get anything, only grief by doing this. Yeah. There was no win for him there. He was never getting the job. But, but he did it for the love of the club. Yeah. Love of the club, and I think for his experience, I think yeah. he's not stupid, Frank. He's losing hair as quick as me, so <laughs> he must be obviously stressing about it. Like so, which he shouldn't. Good. He shouldn't. He should just wipe his hands. Where it's nothing I can do. Yeah, it's one of the only times where I don't think he's been a particularly good manager. Mm-hmm. Not for me to say I'm not mm-hmm. a particularly good no, manager. But, yeah. but from the outside looking in, you're like, I don't think he's suited for it. I think he'd be a great pundit. But yeah. you're looking at it. But this is one of the only times you're like, actually, there's not a lot you really so yeah, can he, do here. Yeah, like. he had Paul Clement with him yeah. at Derby. Everton and Derby. Yeah. That, he's a really good coach. and So obviously he's getting people in around him that has good experience. Did he manage Real Madrid, Madrid at one stage? He was at Real Madrid for a while. Yeah, 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 but that, that tells you Angelotti <laughs> needed a good coach yeah. inside yeah. him to... Because I, I had Paul Clement as under-21s for Ireland. Oh, very good. And I had a few caps. And even then he was... And what was he like? Patterns of play was way ahead of time. Oh, like, really? He was yeah, ahead of his he, time, was he? Ahead of his time. It was that time was he come through, then then Brendan Rodgers come after him, the clipboard manager, right, as okay. I call him. They were all on the fashion <laughs> then, like yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but interesting he, that you played under him. I didn't know that. Yeah, and he's I, I, he won't mind me saying this, but he's got a South American wife, right? And he was manager at Reading for a while. And yeah. I was at the game one time, and I was sitting there. I was, Who was this mad thing in front of me? She was as passionate as Bielsa <laughs> was on the touchline. She was fiery South American, ready to go. Listen, was, I said to Paul afterwards, geez, I wouldn't sit beside her again. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, was good, it was good fun. Yeah. Um, I suppose one of the one of the other ugly incidents over the weekend, I touched upon it in the opening there, um, uh, Stephen and Robbie, was the uh, uh, Barcelona uh, won the league at their rivals, Espanyol, the, you know, the local city rivals. And now I know there's a real rivalry there, and I, particularly from the Espanyol side. They hate Barcelona. But they won the league and then they did their little big dance. The staff and all came out onto the centre circle, did this big ring dance. And then all of a sudden, the obviously the, the Espanol Ultras said, I ah, hear enough of this shit. <laughs> and started running onto the pitch. And, and, and you see the Barcelona players legging it off the pitch. And it was a really mad, potentially dangerous situation. Um, and I suppose, Stephen, if it's torn to you, did you ever experience anything like that in your time where you felt endangered in a really hostile environment where you wanted to get off the pitch as quickly as possible Saturday or? against Chelsea <laughs> coming, coming on getting off the tube and I was going I was looking around me and I could see oh he looks tough like and he looks tough and I go where do I go do I stand in the middle of the crowd or do I go outside him but I just went with it and I was by myself as well I didn't really have anyone to try and say oh calm down lads it was 10,000 yeah. Chelsea fans and me but that's fine that was I chose the route to go which yeah. was a tube and unfortunately I ended up being a bit early Okay. I thought I was 10 to 3, I'd be okay arriving. Yeah. Nah, yeah. There was still loads coming Damn, in, like, damn yeah. the efficiency of the tube, huh? Remember <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you scored against them as well at Stamford Bridge? Yeah, so we had, I think, maybe 10, 11 season. I was signed for Hull. I'd only actually had a hernia, but I was, he put me straight in, Phil Brown, to be fair. 
literally, I think, 12 minutes gone, first Premier League game. It was an early kickoff, so it was that season score. But momentum took me to the right, and I can I actually I was thinking about it on a Saturday at the game. I kind of ran that way, put my hand up like Shearer to go off and celebrate, and look like, okay, these want to kill me. So I turned around. <laughs> oh, you realised you were running towards the Chelsea fans? I was fans. running towards Chelsea okay, fans, right. ran back towards the Hull City fans, and <laughs> it was a new connection for Hull, because I was only just been there a week, so it was a nice start. I actually ah, yeah. scored yeah. on my debut and scored on my home debut as well, so I got off to a good start for them, yeah. yeah. Nice. Uh, I suppose in terms of the, the Barcelona incident, you know, and I spoke to you, Robbie, yeah. before the show, and I suppose I kind of, you know, nobody wants to see that kind of nastiness at a football game. Usually when people say that, they do want to see it, though. Yeah, <laughs> well, like, I mean, like, no one wants to see this type of stuff and the lads are fighting, you're like, we do want to see that. But I did enjoy the Caicedo retaliation on Martinelli, yeah. I have to say, I really did. We're not bloodthirsty or anything, but no. if you're going to do Ring a Ring a Rosie yeah. in front of your away fans, like, like, look, imagine you, imagine Tramac Rovers rock up, win the league at Daily Mount. In October, yeah, and they're all doing ring and ring and rosy. Yeah, and Eric's there in the crowd. Uh, I the would Bose supporters. Now, come here. I've I seen <laughs> Andrew celebrate in front of the Bowes fans. Yeah, and he got pelters. I think. Yeah, yeah. Come here. There's a real hostility between the two clubs. Let's be honest. But as I've always said, um, you know, uh, if you're a Shamrock Rovers fan, I've no hostility towards you. I mean, I, 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 I love the fact that you're a League of Ireland fan first and foremost. But you know to do ring and ring and rosy. But to do ring and ring and rosy on Daily Mount. After in front the of the league. Bose fans, might be it would be very it would be, and I, but I don't think Rovers would be silly enough to try that and do that. I think they know. <laughs> I the seen story. I seen McPhail, not McPhail. Who was actually Bradley and himself? Yeah, long go head for head like the yeah, that's so far right. apart. Yeah, yeah. They literally ran at each other like two bulls, and yeah. it ended it ended with uh, uh, Keith Long being suspended Said. for the FA Cup final, and oh, he had to okay. do he had a touchline ban, so he had to watch the match from the, mm. and that's why we lost. So I blame Stephen Bradley on us losing the cup as well. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, I, I mean, come here. I wouldn't be obviously. I wouldn't be getting involved. I wouldn't be running on the pitch myself. Helping the lads over, but I might maybe. be lifting the lads over the fence. All right, yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> on you go, lads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, so, uh, so like we we uh, one of the uh, ugly things as well that that was brought up in the in the pre-show meeting which I thought was and I didn't really know about it but then I was shown a bit about it and I loved Jason Tindall um, uh, do you know him Jason Tindall Steve, no yeah? I don't okay, so honest, he's, I've seen it yeah. Yeah. he is the assistant manager at Newcastle to Eddie Howe Eddie Howe let's be honest has done an incredible job at Newcastle and you know huge kudos to him Jason Tindall is assistant but he seems to be the one who wants to be taking the limelight all the time and there's to the point where Football fans have noticed this and they've set up this Twitter account. Oh, it's great, yeah. What's it called? Jason Tendall loves being the centre of attention. It's 50,000 <laughs> oh, followers. Wow. Already? Yeah. yeah, and then you have other clubs getting in on it, like Athletic, Bilbao are tweeting. No. So to give it a bit of context, to give it a bit of context, so when you if you watch a Newcastle game now, you know, the, the, the camera pans to the touchline and you'll see Eddie Howe maybe sitting on a seat or in front of the dugout, but further in front of him on the pitch doing all the arm waving as if he's bringing in planes is Jason Tindall and he's a good looking fella let's be honest he'll shake he is. the he's hands like, of managers opposition managers before Eddie Howe gets yeah, the yeah I've seen he, and it was Gary O'Neill that, that highlighted that was wasn't great. It? he's the one that it stung him really he's yeah. the one that refused to shake That's, his hand yeah. oh really Gary yeah. O'Neill the so, manager, yeah. manager yeah, yeah. he went to shake his hand and he just walked straight past him to <laughs> Eddie and he's the one that really highlighted I think yeah. and now it's taken off oh, yeah. okay right yeah. speaking of do you know what that I mean Talking about great managers this year, Gary O'Neill, what a job he's done what a job, since he's man. gone in there. Like, yeah. Bournemouth were written off. They were gone. Like, gone. You're saying, yeah. right, Bournemouth are definitely gone. And the job he's done, they're, they're well clear now. Yeah. They had to bounce in the initially with a new manager. Yeah. Temporary man- Every temporary manager does well for four or five. And then they had a lull, but he didn't panic. No. no. Like he, he stayed calm. He took, he took the stick. Didn't irritate anybody a bit like... Uh, Scott Parker did. Scott, Scott Parker, <laughs> yeah. he, he did irritate people, I think. But well, he irritated the, the board, didn't he? Because he yeah. said, after that 9-0 defeat against Liverpool, he kind of 
Man, put the blame man. at the door of the owners for not investing in the team yeah. kind of thing like you know it's come back what... to bite him now hasn't it yeah. so yeah. you got to be careful but yeah he's done an amazing job uh, 39 points I think they have 40 yeah. points safe well, now safe. And well three safe. games to go yeah, never yeah. thought that not at all no. he's done an incredible no. job um, any any ugly things yourself Robbie no that was probably it I'd yeah. say, I'd say um, just the Man United stuff I don't know unless I agree that Barcelona players being chased was ugly. I found that entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> you were dark shorty, Robbie. That's, that's your problem. <laughs> uh, to be fair, did they leg it off the pitch? They did, yeah. Oh, yeah, they, they sprinted. It was off. You can't have that, but yeah. you were at. It was, it was. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know how close the first fan was to the last Barcelona player, but I wouldn't say it was any more than 10 metres. So it was, it was no. getting close. It was getting tedious. It was getting really, really tight. It was like, oh, lads, if we're not out here in the next two seconds, we are gone. <laughs> that happened in the Premier League. We would That's all we'd be talking about now. Yeah, yeah. It would have been the yeah. whole hour yeah. talking Discussing about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's, it's just a different different culture over in Spain, I suppose. Um, a question I want to put to both of you, lads, is like we, we, we've touched on it already. Arsenal, for want of a better expression, bottling the league. Would that be a worse collapse than either Newcastle or Man United registering a top four finish? Like, it looked for a long, long time that Newcastle and United have been nailed on for, for Champions League qualification. And now, Liverpool are on this sensational run. They've won seven in a row. Uh, not necessarily playing brilliant football, although they were impressive enough last night against a fairly out-of-sorts Leicester team. Um, but would, that, would, you, would you reckon that was a bigger, a bigger bottle job than the Arsenal collapse? No, I think Arsenal, if Arteta hadn't wound people up two months ago, would have been a real successful season. I think yeah. he just irritated a few people as Robbie was smiling as he was telling the collapse. Yeah. <laughs> I think they, they, they'll see it and people should see it as a success mm-hmm. for the team, where they've come from, how they've done it. Yeah. Should be a real success. Liverpool not qualifying for Champions League at the start of the season yeah, would we have been unheard that. of. So that would have been a bigger disaster, I think. Yeah. Man United... We're always 50-50 where they go. If they get Champions League, it'll be a plus. Mm-hmm. But Liverpool would be the biggest disappointment if they don't get Champions League, I think. OK, yeah, right. I think, I think, yeah, I think it is probably, I don't want to call it a bottle job, but bigger, maybe slip. Yeah. Like, Man United have been very inconsistent all season. Mm. Like, lost heavily to Brentford, lost to Brighton. Good teams, but they've lost convincingly to them. Lost and 7-0 to Liverpool. One draw against the top nine and eight Yeah, teams. so like, at the start of the season, obviously, you would have said to Arsenal, you'll finish second. And you'd be like, Jesus, great, that's brilliant. Yeah. But just considering where they were and the form they were in and, and more so the games they slipped up in. Like, so Hampton at home. Like, the slip up in that game is yeah. like criminal nearly. Yeah. Like, Joel against Brighton, fair enough, they're a good team. But they just slipped up at the worst point, whereas Man City were always going to win it. It was like in a marathon, you see the inexperienced guy go run now first. Yeah. And the other guys are like the That's champion. Yeah. <laughs> Always trying to yeah. see him off early, but it never yeah. works. Like. And waiting at the back, he doesn't yeah. know they're going to catch them. Yeah. Like, that's what it was in Man City. He would have caught them anyway. But no panic. Arsenal should have at least took them to the last day. Even right. now, it's like two weeks to go, and it's, it's, it's done. I, I have question marks yeah. over the man new manager. <coughs> He's, he gave the go ahead on Anthony. Yeah. Now, I think Anthony is hopeless. Really? I think he's going to be an absolute disaster. Eric defends him. I'm not I, a fan. I'll stand up for Anthony. I think... I think Anthony, How many goals will he get next year? Well, hopefully more than he got this season. I'd say he'll get 20 on loan at Ajax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you look, at, you look at the winger options at Manchester United and, you know, Sancho for me has been a bigger disappointment than Anthony. Mm. Um, and he was being given, he's been afforded the time off. You know, he, he didn't get picked for the England World Cup squad. Ten Hag sent him off to Holland to get specialist training and to help with his mental health and... You know, I hope I wish the guy well. Don't get me wrong, and and he does have the tools. He looks like a really technical, skillful player. But 
it just he just lacks something for me. He just lacks a bit of umph. I don't know what it is. Decision making. What Stephen used to have that. Yeah, that, <laughs> that little bit stuck of. Wah, I get stuck. There was a, yeah. yeah, there was a tackle actually there against Wolves on Saturday. I know United won, but there was a tackle where he pulled out. And if he had got the ball, you know, we're in on goal. Yeah. And you're kind of going, oh, he needs to get that little bit of oomph about yeah, him. Whereas with Anthony, right, what I see in Anthony is, I can't, I know, come here, I know he's such a frustrating player because you see he's very skillful and he's got all the tricks and maybe he plays the tricks too many times and he can rile up the opposition because of that because people think he's a showboat and showboat. But I love his work ethic. I think what goes unnoticed is his work, work ethic. Like he's up and down that line and he, he offers a little bit of defensive cover to Wan-Bissaka. I'm, I'm going to watch him a bit more closely on, mm-hmm. on the defensive side of things. Yeah. I, I watch him to see if he's got any power and pace. Ronaldo always had pace. Yeah. yeah. With his tricks, he'd take off and he's, he could be fast. Yeah. Ronaldo built muscle, yeah. self-made, best player with Messi in the world for sure. Mm-hmm. But I'm just not sure Anthony has that. I understand where you're coming yeah. from, Stephen. I think I'd agree as well about the wider thing about Ten Hag. Like, I think um, like he's obviously done a really good job. Yeah. I don't think he's done as great a job as a lot of United fans might think he's ha- has done. I think sometimes his squad management, he's, he's overplayed certain lads, like yeah. playing full strength team in the League Cup, and you're like, yeah. you're going to need these guys, so if they miss out on top four from his perspective, that's a bit of a disaster. They have gone flat, though. They yeah, are very flat. Two or three weeks now Yeah, they flat. look like they've run out of steam a little bit, don't four they? Four points will get them there, but yeah, just restock and rebuild then in the summer, but I'm still not sure. I, I still probably would have preferred Pochettino at right. United. I'm I'm very happy with Ten Hag and what he's done and I think we have the makings of a really good manager and I genuinely think if he does get the backing that he's hoping he gets but, but you know it's still a grey area now Do, who, who are the new owners obviously he'd love to be able to be planning now but he can't because he doesn't know who owns the club and how yeah. much money he has to spend so I feel sorry for him in that way but I think if he does get the right backing I think Ten Hag is the man who will eventually win the Premier League for Man United I genuinely do I can't see it. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you're just going to goes on holidays for two years. Oh, Pep, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only hope. Pep is that's the, the great outlier. He's the new it? Ferguson, like the only yeah. time the leveler, like if Pep yeah. goes, you'll know, Steve, when a, another manager comes in, like they're not going to want to be as intense, it's not going to be able to be as intense as they were under Pep. It's yeah. going to take a special person, Arteta or Vincent Company, I don't know, but I just don't know if they'll have that level they're at. It's and that will be the level. It's like taking over from Sir Alex, really, yeah. on a different Poison level. Chalice, yeah. Poison Chalice. Ferguson yeah. retired in 2013. Ten years ago. Ten years ago. And in those ten years, Manchester United have never finished ahead of Manchester City. And he won't probably for another while. <laughs> yeah. Manchester City was too good, and that's what I was going to ask you, I'm a Liverpool fan, and I'm enjoying this. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going, no. man. I don't have to say that, and I'm winning that. That's what I was going to ask you, Steve, because you played against Man United 07 09, and that was like a really, yeah. really great team. Where would you have Man City? Because they're all debating now. So, Man United were always pace and power on the Fergie. Always, like, literally 4-4-2, some really talented players. Arsenal were always the team that had different patterns to play, different movements. The Man City team now, they're just everywhere. The full-backs are inside. Like, the, really, like, Trent last night mm-hmm. played a, a, a game. I'm looking, I'm going, this is different. This is yeah. a different ball game. Like, like I go to, I go to Brentford on Saturday, Sunday. Nobody knows who I am. I had four years there. I was a legend there for four years. <laughs> and you should have the, run a Cody week. The new generation of fans that are at Brentford now have no idea because they just gathered so much momentum. Yeah. It's a bit like this similar style of play with Man City. It's just a total different game. And oh, I see all these ex-pros that come in and say, oh, the game hasn't changed. Let me tell you. It has changed. It's quicker. Really? There's more dynamic. It's changed in terms of... It might not cover any more distance, yeah. but it's different movements, different awareness of where you're at. Like, and... Trent is playing balls like it's just like he's playing at home. Yeah, and Brighton play that way. They're, they're yeah. Just listen, it takes some courage to play a yeah. game now. You touched upon that with Guardiola and the way he has kind of reinvented football to yeah. an extent. But 
you know, Robbie, if I could turn to you on this one, you know, the champions, they're like the second leg against Real's coming up. Um, a lot of people are saying that the only t- the only thing that could happen to Manchester City is if, if Guardiola overthinks it. Because you all remember that final against Chelsea where he played with no striker and tried to do something that would catch everybody out. Now, I don't know whether that's an ego thing or whether it's, you know... It, it, uh, Haaland's uh, playing midfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good luck telling them that. But he's oh, trying to... It, it's like almost sometimes he's trying to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. And come here, listen, he is, he is a pioneer in no. football, an amazing manager. He's settled but, upon this wheel and it's like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like so, it, but could he be the man? Would well, you think he, he could be the man that could ruin it for them, basically, no, by no, overthinking it? No, definitely not. I know that's been level at him in the past, but now it's just... It's not easy, but like you've Erlen Haaland, you've Kevin De Bruyne. Going you can't again. do it, yeah. Like, how can you mess that up? Mess so you, have, you have Jack. He's playing great. Know, my daughter calls him Jackie Grealish. Jackie Grealish? <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like okay. that. I'd say if he heard that, he'd prefer yeah, that. Yeah, he might prefer We, yeah. we would have preferred that if he played for Ireland, but now yeah. he, can, he can call him what you want now, I think. That's <laughs> <laughs> a bit harsh. But, so he, he's not going to drop him. He's Foden is now a squad player for the last two yeah. months. Yeah. So you can't really change it that much. Like, the only no. thing they change is that Mares plays against the weaker teams based on his ability to go past people. Like they'll play Silva or whatever. Got a who pronounce his name from another one's on fire. Out of contract playing well. Gundogan. Gundogan. Yeah. He's playing off Amazing. the right sometimes. So there's not much movement they can do now. He's settled the last couple yeah. of months. They're winning. Even he can't mess it up now in terms of because he has been too clever. Yeah. He has played the no nine and he has complicated his team. But yeah. Listen, six foot five Haaland is the difference. Because even if Madrid score one or two. I still think Man City can score two or three. Yeah, it's true. Like CJ Day Gundogan, just like it was a lovely pass, but he just dinked it into the area. He just knows this six foot five absolute powerhouse is going to oh, hammer it home, or he's going to run in behind. He can do anything. It's, yeah. it's scary, and it's scary in a wider now because Man City have like unlimited resources. The best, probably best football coach ever. Maybe Alex Ferguson was a better manager in the traditional sense. Yeah. Then he's like the best players, and it's just like. Who can actually stop them? Yeah. Real Madrid are underdogs. Yeah, Tur- yeah. Thirteen-time yeah. European champions are underdogs. So it, it almost looks like sorry, Haaland looks like he's planned his career out. Oh yeah, four years here, four years Man City, four years Real Madrid. But his dad did his best to mess that up during the week, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he was throwing peanuts at the fans. He was doing everything. He was what happened there? Tell me this. Oh, he was up in a box and he got escorted out by the the, the yeah. guards, police, whatever you want to call it. Haaland. Yeah, he was throwing peanuts at the fans. He was egging them on. They had to come and get him because he was irritating the fans. Oh, so, he's drinking or something, maybe. Well, <laughs> yeah, but he, he has like he's had clauses in his contract, okay, to to suit where he goes. And this clause, obviously, Dortmund when he signed was to yeah. Man City. His clause now, obviously, he obviously has one, but just can't say it by the sounds of it to go to Madrid or go somewhere else. So right. he'll he'll move on in four years, probably from City when Pep goes. I think yes, it's been mute that he said he wants to do yeah those few years in the Premier League, then a few years in the league, and then maybe four years in Serie A, maybe to, to, yeah, to end yeah. his career. Kind that of isn't thing, that. You know? That'd be good to get your insight, Stephen. That's not like that's not pub talk or transfer talk. No, like that. that this is how players plan their no career. No smoking out fire on that. This one is how plan, like, players yeah. plan out their career now. Like because he's, he's the his agent. God bless. I think is who Riola who passed away, but obviously had a plan in place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll sign this contract at Dortmund if you say he can go for this. Then we'll sign at Man City if you say he can go for this. Otherwise, we can go where we want. Okay. So he literally has changed the market in terms of when you sign a player, how you go about it. So yeah. he has it planned out. He's he gave he, Man City got him on the cheap. Real Madrid will get him on the cheap, but they got to pay his wages. But when you're scoring that many goals, you don't mind whatever. giving him nine hundred grand a week. It's frightening, isn't it? Like? No, how does it work stop. then, Stephen? Saying you know, like, say, let's imagine you're 
traditional normal player, not this super, super player. player yeah. <laughs> like how like how involved are managers? Like how do transfers work now compared to maybe when you were a player? It all depends on the individual who you have, how young he is. What's yeah. like if you got a thirty year old, that's like okay, Stephen. Financially, I need to get reward in this contract. Okay. If you got a nineteen year old, but how am I going to get to the highest level? Yeah. So this is the pathway you should think. I can never tell him where to go. It okay. has to be. I give him options. Yeah. I'll give him ideas. This is what I think it is. But you, it's your career. You've got to decide where yeah. you go. So when that this say this young, say just for argument's sake, yeah. Stephen, the young nineteen-year-old footballer who has a, lo- a lot of potential um, and wants to play at a higher level, um, is it your job then to tout him to to bigger clubs? Do you call up clubs? So I, I'll give an example. I think it's Carl Rushworth is the goalkeeper that I look after. He probably won't mind me saying this, but we, he was at Halifax. Uh, when I found out the contract, it was it was a non-contract, so he could go anywhere seven days' notice. Okay. So probably the first time I felt like Eddie Hearn, I went, <laughs> <laughs> I went to club to club. I've got this keeper. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. In an Irish accent, right? <laughs> but that's straight. He's in Dublin this weekend, isn't he? For the yeah. fight, but yeah. So he went Man United, Arsenal, Brighton, and I said, "You've got to call where you go. It's your decision. These are the three clubs you're going to go to." He wasn't ready to play in the first team, so he had to go to an academy. To, to learn to get trained full time training he had the option where he wanted to go it cost him probably he could have got more money at United more money at Arsenal but he wanted to go to Brighton because of the development and even four years ago three years ago Brighton weren't renowned as they are now yeah. or how good they are but we've seen the, the Irish boys come through we've seen he's gone on loan to Warsaw player of the year he's gone on loan to Lincoln player of the year and now he's got a host of championship teams slash Brighton's yeah. he's on Brighton's radar now himself because he's played well he's done well he's a goalkeeper but he's really good with his feet so he's happy now he's made the right call yeah. he could have went somewhere else but he's uh, developed and played games our manager's not as involved as he used to be Steve say like Steve Coppa would have been a big manager for you yes yeah, it's totally changed just director of football different, or... different clubs are different like yeah. there'll be some managers I pick the phone up to because they've got full control of the wanting to sign players they'll go and meet some of the players Others is pointless, mate. Yeah. The manager doesn't want to do with it. Really? That he's been given his title, head coach, what players come in, this is the remit. So if they want four, two, three, one, we need players to I want players with pace on the wing. They'll have gone through it. Of course they have an opinion on it. They get they'll be showing the final two or three players yeah. what to go for, what they like, and then they find character. They go they ring around what's he like as a person, what's he like in the dressing room. And that's where you get bad names yourself. You've got to be really? careful, like so right. how you conduct yourself in bad situations are is really important. Well, I suppose because football has modernised so much now and it's all stats and data and all that, that you can just, I mean, there is there are databases out there, yeah. aren't there? So I need yeah. a player who has, is good on his right foot, um, is good in the air, and then you can just put that data into a database yeah. and it, it suggests to you yeah. 20, 30 different players. So I have a guy that works for me on stats and he gets all the stats up for me and he tells me that Carl's stats are 25% better than Ramsdale, Sanchez, oh. Bazuna. On most wow. categories, okay, that the first loan, second loan they've had. Like to be fair to Rob Sanchez, he must have made ten to twelve errors as a goalkeeper in his second loan, mm-hmm. let alone his first loan. But that stood him in good stead to come back into Brighton, yeah. And he learned from them mistakes. Goalkeepers, are, listen, I've learned a lot. They're, they're <laughs> totally different. So this kid you're talking about is on loan from Brighton, is he? No, he's on loan to Lincoln. He was at Lincoln all season, okay, from Brighton. So he's so at Brighton. sorry, Brighton Irish club. Yeah, there he's, there he's yeah, club, and he's on yeah. loan to Lincoln at the yeah, moment. Yeah, from that, so, no, no, Big him up too much. But no, yeah, no, no. So did you, like, in terms, did you get him to Brighton? Yeah. So what did you do? Did you ring up Brighton and go, listen, I have this kid. Yeah. He's really good. And to what be, did they do then? Did they send to, someone to watch they, him? So at the time, Brighton were first to come in for him. Right, okay. So he went to Brighton first. Now, funny enough, I actually knew two or three of the coaches at Brighton 
that were there. John Moreland actually was the FBI. He was there at the time. He'd done a great job at the academy. He'd be he would have been responsible for Ferguson going over Moreland and James Furlong who I look after. So three, four Brighton players. Connolly is there as well. Mm-hmm. I think I think listen, it's it's mad how. Brighton do it so well. Yeah, Jamie Mullins another. Jamie Mullins, player. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> With get, get that into <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, so they they have they've had a good history, and James Furlong has gone to Motherwell on loan, played every single minute. Yeah, he's, he's, well. he's had a really good season. He's had a good run yeah. at like so. Yeah. It's, it's it can work both ways. You need your first loan, your pathway. Like if you didn't go to Walsall and play, Carl, he would he'd be back trying to get a loan, but he went and produced. Yeah. yeah. And my job is to give him options. So we're a long way from Harry Redknapp just ringing up Nico Cranchar before he moves What you do, Nico? I think Alan was telling about Harry Redknapp a few yeah. last couple of weeks ago yeah. when we were on. And he had an interview with him, yeah. I, I, th- I think I can say this, but it's, it's listen, it's banter and he can take yeah, it. And yeah. he took it well, actually. We were, it was after his tax, he was in court for his tax. And I was like getting, a, it was somebody was injured and I walked over just, Picked up my water bottle, like, well, are you filling your tax returns this month? Like, <laughs> Why? You snapped at me, like, and I went, gotcha. And he, uh, and he, I could see the bench going, like, <laughs> laughing at him, like, that was your move as far as gone. That was my move as far as gone. Ah, yeah, there's a story there, but we'll keep it for another day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Stephen, we, 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 uh, Robbie mentioned it to you there that, that you played against that United team in an 07, 08, 09. They won three leagues in a row, they won a Champions League in, in 08. And you know, widely regarded as one of the best ever Manchester United teams, um, you you came up against them a few times, and you mentioned Ronaldo actually when we were yeah. speaking about uh, you know the the muscle he has compared to Anthony. Um, but wasn't there? There was, there was a story we read where you regret it said you regretted not hitting Christian hitting Cristiano Ronaldo to this day. What what was that about? What was was it an incident or was it just something? No, yeah, listen, it sounds worse than what it is. But actually, <laughs> I do regret it, but at the same time, I understood where I was at at the time and he he he, he crived into me blindly really and, I, and I've had an opportunity to take the ball off him or I could have I think I took the ball off him but I could, you know when you get that chance I can leave one in here yeah, yeah. for one to get the ball and man and man and you can yeah. get away with it but without VAR you get away with it back then and I actually just took the ball off him Ah, and I thought okay I could have smashed you there and <laughs> set, but you, back then fans rise off your seat yeah, you get a lift yeah, off yeah, it yeah. and you can gain confidence throughout the that whole stadium that can be a momentum shift I can't yeah, momentum yeah. when you're 5 foot 8 yeah. he's knocking over yeah. six, would he talk maybe, much shorter than a match Ronaldo to you oh what? do you know what he, he just had a presence he didn't really, yeah. like, you, you, he, he was 6 you're foot 3 me. 4 whatever he was <laughs> He was. I was beneath him, like, and a lot more was, a lot more. It wasn't just me. Let me tell you, he had that presence about him, where he stood upright, and chest out, chest out, yeah. and and listen, he earned every bit of respect because he yeah. scored goals. I think forty-five goals that season. That season was phenomenal. Was phenomenal. That was his best ever yeah. season, in my opinion. His best he's ever been at physically. Mm-hmm. He went to Real Madrid. He obviously scored loads of goals. Stayed. He's still great physical shape. Of course, he was. It'd be cheap to have. It'd be cheap shot to have a look. At the league, if you know what I mean. But he yeah. left the Premier League when he had lots more left in him as well. I think. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, he broke records at Real Madrid as well, let's be honest. And then went to Juventus and broke records there in yeah. Syria. And it was only when he went to, came back to United that the, the wheels started to come off a little bit. Yeah. And now he's yeah. looking for a move back from uh, Saudi Arabia. Where's he going next then? That's a great... Stephen, get in touch. Start ringing, start Have this Portuguese lad. He's getting on a bit, but I'll tell you something. <laughs> Mendes has an office in Dublin. And you could... No way! Yeah, he's has he really? I think so, yeah. No, I'm not going to big him up. Like, so. <laughs> okay. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Go on to the next bit. <laughs> That's like your local corner shop. That's where I've learned. I would have yeah. in the past. Now I'm more ruthless. So I won't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I suppose... Uh, 
We were going to touch into you because uh, because you come from uh, two angles, uh, Stephen, the player side and the agent side. Um, in your own experience, what happens if a player um, is being pushed into a move by an agent, and uh, and how does that affect the squad and the player? Like, if you sorry, I'm not phrasing this right, Robbie. Do, do you want to jump in there? Like, what? What? Yeah, I suppose. Like, how would you like how 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 agent led are these kind of moves that you often see transfer moves coming up? Is it a player? Yeah, looking? I, First and foremost, my job and my, and all agents' job should be to give the player options. Yeah, and they decide from there. They want to discuss, and again, it goes back to your age profile where you're at. So I had a, a player that we looked after that had to drop down two divisions, but was rewarded with a contract. Mm-hmm. And at first, when they phoned me, I said, "No chance. Come back to me another day. Come back to me on some other player." And then they insisted on me hearing them out. To be fair, and. I can say it was Thomas O'Connor. It was Wrexham that come in for him. Oh, yeah. And he's a talented boy. He was probably one of the best defensive midfielders and still is the best, one of the best defensive midfielders outside of the championship, I would say. He's 22. And he dropped down and didn't get promoted last year. And there was a little bit of me that felt sugar. He'd be playing higher if it was. But he he bought into the, the, the bigger future of Wrexham. And, but, and now it looks like a great yeah. decision because oh, yeah. not only... The financial side of things, but the football side of things are massive down there now. Yeah. yeah. The exposure they're getting, they're going to play against Chelsea pre-season, they're going to play League 2. <laughs> I went to watch them against Coventry, they had 8,000 Wrexham fans there. So that that's a, that's the only example I can think of on my books that I can think of. Yeah. That was a tricky situation for me and the player because you're getting the contractors in front of you who go, wow, that's some contract. Yeah. And this is what I can do with this. And he's a sensible lad, very sensible. His dad's well-educated, very low key, low maintenance, and he even he was going. This is a good offer. We think we should accept. Yeah. So I'll never say you have to go there. That's not how it works, okay. and, that's, and that shouldn't how it works. And if it does, then you got to think what's going on, like. And that's yeah. where you can get advised wrongly. You can get, but always the player has to come first, and you give him yeah. the picture of what you want. This is where you can get to in two two years time. You can get back within eighteen months to where you were at Burton when he left Burton. It didn't happen, then he had to wait. So it's two and a half years he had to wait to get back to where he wants to get to. So I'm sure they'll have a right good go at promotion league too. Yeah, I think they will. They're the hottest ticket in the lower leagues really at the moment. They do all the exposure, yeah. Ryan Reynolds yeah. and uh, Oh listen, uh, they they party better than us <laughs> when we won the championship in Vegas and they got better looking after. Oh, I see that, yeah. yeah. See, all in, uh, I was looking at what's your man, uh, the Liverpool striker they have Mullins. Mel- Mullins, yeah. Oh, he's had some limelight. Wow. And yeah. like I mean he was he came down a couple of leagues as well, didn't he? But yeah. like he was offered Good money Good to money. drop down those yeah. leagues, and it's pr- he's proved right because now and you know there's what? talk of him yeah. playing for Wales and all now. Like yeah, he can adapt yeah. to Wales. But uh, what I would say about Tom is that I didn't see him in many pictures. Right, and I was like, where are you, Tom? <laughs> Get your face. <laughs> it's in just there. low key. He's yeah. low key, mate. Okay. He doesn't want the limelight. Right, right. Happy to be playing. Really like cool yeah. lad from Kilkenny. He is. He's on is the he edge Kilkenny of Wexford, man? but he's yeah. Kilkenny man. I say he's having a lot, of, a lot of Horland chats then, this. But he, yeah, we do. We do. <laughs> yeah. you need to show I don't win, do I? Like I don't. Let's be honest. Kilkenny Warford, Jason Tindall account. Like be like this guy. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. but I, I, exactly. I don't want him to be like that. I want him to be so him. halfway between there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, like yeah. <laughs> um, there was a, we're looking back at your career again, Stephen. And we we love your career. It's just a fascinating career. So lots of great stories. Like there was. There was an incident. Uh, we, we we were laughing at earlier on in the meeting. Um, the Hull and Arsenal players were charged for player conduct. He's had a big melee 
uh, on the pitch. Uh, and it said, Stephen Hunt then clashed with Nasri and a mass confrontation took place in front of the referee, Steve Bennett, where Arsenal goalkeeper Al Mooney had sprinted 100 yards to get involved. Do you remember that incident and what sparked it off? And so I remember at halftime, my brother-in-law is an Arsenal fan. Okay. Good Stephen, start. Get me, get me a jersey. Get me a jersey. So I had agreed with a player for a jersey end of the game. I'm not, I'm not even going to give him the limelight, right? <laughs> he was a number 10. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, right. right. So I think I li- literally I turned around and I have had this fellow by the neck. Well, I say I've had him up by the neck. I'm trying to get him by the neck because <laughs> most of the players are up there. And end of the game, I went, any chance? <laughs> so no, I, I got told... Bluntly, yeah. get lost, like, yeah. and listen, uh, melees, once you don't raise your hand or you don't, like, you can grab people, you can do what you want, and I was always on the edge, Yeah, and I looked more flat, more aggressive because of my hair, I yeah. have to say, it stood out a bit more. A bit of bounce there, yeah. But I was in the <laughs> middle, I remember a couple of players, Robert Hoof and Shawcross, now they had me by the throat, and I couldn't do that, and the two of them two big picked lads. on me, two big lads. Yeah. Different, different game, different thing. But they, I went, okay, I'm not winning here. <laughs> and I just started laughing at him. And I was like, you, you know, when their race is run. Well, yeah. no. They, I knew it was run, of course. Yeah. But I also knew that they knew what I was doing. So they went, come on, lad. <laughs> right, look, right. Look at us, lad. Don't yeah. be silly, lad. And I went, okay, come on, and let's crack on with the game, like. <laughs> well, you don't know what sparked that incident at all. Was it just a bad tackle or something? I think, or was it? I, it was on the edge of the box, I think, and it was a lot going on. It was just one of them where it was a bit of needle. quickly there was 10, 20 bodies around yeah. and there was nothing happening but it looked worse than what it was. If you right, know what I mean. right, right. People are running and they're all panicking but yeah. it happens. I mean, you, you, like it has changed in the last while I suppose in modern day football um, in terms of, I mean I was, I was at Old Trafford uh, for the United against Southampton game and Casemiro was sent off because he grabbed Will Hughes by the collars of his jersey. Yeah. He didn't have his hands around his neck but he had him by the collars and then because when you when you freeze frame that it looks like he's choking him, but and then if you let the video play, you see the two of them laughing and they're hugging each other. Yeah. Then, but he was sent off because it looked it looked aggressive. But as you said back then, you probably would have got away with it. You definitely would have got more. away with it. Do you think modern day football is a little bit too soft now, Stephen? Solskjaer said they were all snowflakes. To see that, Solskjaer oh, yeah. said yeah. all the players were snowflakes. That's that's well, he said it over the week because he was in Old Trafford the first time since he yeah. got uh, pushed out. Of yeah, club. he didn't name names now. Well, well, you could probably name him if you looked through the team. You wouldn't be. Yeah. You wouldn't He's be too far off. Him, like. him yeah. and him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but what would be your opinion on that? Team? You think the, like the game has changed and that players? I think are players more can still now? they can still grab each other and they can actually hold. They can hold you by the shirt there and it can be aggressive. Yeah. But once you go past that collar there and you're on the edge of a, someone's face, then if someone falling down or something, yeah. making terrible moves here. But <laughs> you know what I mean. You have to be careful. You have to be, hold them, not raise your hands. And give him your strength that way. Yeah. yeah. Um, go on. No, no. Um, so just uh, the one manager, like we touched on this the last time, so I'm not going to yeah. go into that. Rather, the one manager you did like was Martin Allen. Um, yeah. But Aidan McGeady was a, 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 a an international colleague of yours, yeah. and you know, I think you said, and I think a lot of Irish fans would echo that, Stephen, is that a man with unbridled talent and probably didn't go as high as he. His talent deserved. Would you agree with that? And would, what was your opinion on Aidan McGeady as a player? So, as a player, when you're in the moment, right, you always look at your own strengths and go, "I'm a hell of a player." That's the belief you have to have, right? Yeah, yeah. So, your strengths that you have, you think they. But when you come out of the game, you realize people are different. Yeah, they have different strengths. They don't have. 
the fight that I have. Right. But I, I didn't have the talent he had. Okay. His feet were a joke. Like, they were mm. so good, so talented. You always think, could he have done better? It's a bit like the James Madison, James Madison thing. He's so much ability. Has he improved physically over the years? Can he improve physically? He never, but maybe he couldn't. Maybe a body, his body wasn't allowing him to improve physically. James Madison could be the same, but could he have done better, Aidan McGeady? No, because that was just Aidan. That okay. was his style. I, I changed my opinion on that because over time, as you get to know players and how to manage players, you can't just expect everyone to run around like I did. Yeah. <laughs> it's impossible because everyone's different. Everyone has different thought process and probably a disappointing answer, but that's probably the truth of it. No, not at all. It's, it was yeah. an answer. That's all I wanted, obviously, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> um, you touched, we've touched upon it earlier on as well. Glenn Whelan retired. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, he's been a great servant to, to Irish football over the years and often a much maligned, often criticised. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly, unfairly. But what you always got out of Glenn Whelan, I felt, was 100% effort and would leave everything out on the pitch. Yeah. Your thoughts and opinion of Glenn Whelan? Yeah, so was, I would say it's very easy because he was a holding midfielder, as he, had, he tried 100%. He was actually very unselfish with certain situations. He would sacrifice himself for the team, so he... He'd sit in a hold in midfield where he'd rather be getting in the box too. Of course, yeah. He, his early days as a player where Sheffield Wednesday, he scored a lot of goals mm-hmm. from the edge of the box. So as he went by, he got more and more team orientated, which again, I suppose, it got him in the team. Yeah. He knew on the trap of Tony, if I stay here and I'm disciplined, I'm going to play in your team. Each player has to adapt to a manager. So if a manager wanted him to play an attacking mind. Keith Andrews got in the box quite a bit on the trap of Tony. Glenn Whelan stood. All the time he, he took one for the team, and, and that's what you got to do, and that's what he was. He was a team player. And that shows his football IQ, yeah. I suppose. Football he IQ, yeah, 100%. Your average fan, it's, it's nearly like they don't understand the standards, like how hard it is for Glenn Whelan to be Glenn Whelan, yeah. to yeah. play like nearly 100 times for his country, to play like 15 years. It's an incredible achievement. 15 years in um, England, like, and yeah. play all those games. Like, it's not his fault that Trapatoni only played two midfielders against Spain. It's yeah. not his fault that he isn't like. And left me on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we won't go there. I'm over that, lads. I'm over. <laughs> but yeah, people just don't know if people get the standards involved. Like, not, not in a condescending way to say that, but it's just to do all that type of stuff, it's just. It's very, very extremely difficult. You need to be so lucky, and so many players don't reach those levels. So, yeah, like I've I've covered most of his games for Ireland, and like it's not his fault. He's not yeah. Shabby Alonso. Yeah, yeah, but, you, <laughs> but he, he's he always to, there. Yeah, he, he, always ha- he has that. to see danger. Yeah, that was his job. He wasn't just sitting there to look around. He had to see where the danger was from attacking players. He had a lot of responsibility yeah. on the team. Yeah, so he didn't leave Richard Dunn isolated. He didn't leave John O'Shea, Stephen Ward, Kevin Kilban, who yeah. were playing left backs one on one because right. he was there to. To show him inside, and that wouldn't have then looked like too glamorous if he's just shown him that way. Big job, lad. I texted him during the week, congratulating him on the career. And yeah, obviously, he's even coaching. He's I said, is he coaching now? He's yeah, coaching. He's at Bristol Rovers. Oh, wow. He's been doing a bit of with, I think the last year player coach anyway in the background. Yeah. So he'll he'll be one that will obviously go about his job now and, and try and be educated. Yeah. Of the height respect for Glenn Whelan, I have to say, particularly for his Irish career. And as you said, it takes a, a, a special kind of individual and mentality to, to earn nearly 100 caps for your country at international level. Um, and the standout memory for me as an Irish international from Glenn was his goal against Italy at Co Park. What a strike. Amazing. You know, ball played to the edge of the box and he hits a first time into the top corner. I think it was at a wedding. And... Uh, it was yeah. They were we'd all we did because it was a big match Ireland yeah. against Italy at Crow Park and they stuck it on the big screen in the big, uh, the the, the ballroom and uh, mm-hmm. the whole place exploded, drinks yeah. everywhere. Go on, Glenn Hill. He was a, he was the hero of the night. He was. But uh, when, when we scored, am I right? In, no, was that Short Ledger saying that that night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd kind of come on 
And I remember I put a ball in for Ledger to score at that post and we were really excited. Next minute, Pirlo got a half volley. I just <laughs> split our defence. <laughs> and I went, okay, that's the end of that then. <laughs> it was 2-2 two, yeah. two on the night. Put know. the fire out straight away. Before yeah. we wrap, Mike guess Stephen, yeah, he's tipped for the Champions League. It's going to be Man City, isn't it? Man City with Haaland. It might be 4-3. It could be anything. I think both teams have got the capability to score goals. I think Haaland will go on and be the man. Okay. Uh, the tip for the Champions League I'm going to go with the outsiders the underdogs Real Madrid <laughs> can, I, can, I, can I just <laughs> say right, I have two tickets for the final what all paid for in Istanbul in Istanbul hospitality right flights paid for get on this how do we avail of this my daughter's confirmation communion oh. get this right is the next day and if Man City get to the final mm-hmm. that might allow some flights to open up and get me home on the Saturday night <laughs> ah, but if it doesn't Oh, uh, uh, yeah. How do I tell the wife I'm not going yeah. to the community? <laughs> we'll, we'll leave the li- listeners in suspense with that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I, that is, yeah. We'll come back to it. Yeah. We, 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 look, if you're giving them away, we'll definitely get back on the podcast. I was thinking 10,000 <laughs> 10, a pop, no? Yeah, yeah. Well, Tickets, uh, alcohol. We'll, <laughs> no, sorry, no, no. Sorry, be careful. Sorry. We, we, we'll see. We'll, Evan's see. Over we'll, re- we'll re- revisit that. We'll see who gets through the semi finals and then we'll revisit that, Stephen. So we've come to the end of another episode of House of Football with Sports Show and William Hill. Uh, I've been Eric Lawler and delighted to say my guests this week have been Stephen Hunt and Robbie Redmond. So we'll be back again next week for another episode with all things football. So remember what to do. Click, like, subscribe, tell your friends and get in on the fun. See you next week. You've been listening to House of Football, brought to you by Sports Joe and William Hill.